0: announcements i want to make this morning um this week wednesday night we have fun club we're still kind of working out the details we might have something pretty rad to do but uh, i want to encourage you again anybody and everybody can get involved in this it's a great way to connect with the kids you know lonnie had mentioned last wednesday night um about maybe taking some of the older ones and doing an overnight fishing trip awesome I think that would be great. Neat experience. Those kids are going to definitely glean some knowledge off that man. And, and, and I'll bet you he could get some good things out of that too, hanging with those kids. So, it's just, it's just a, a a neat opportunity to build a connection with some of these younger ones. And, and while all activities maybe don't apply to all ages, we can, we can make a lot of that work. So, get your wheels a turning. How can you get involved? And along with that, you know, on some of these nights, we'll have activities that maybe only fit the older kids. And so, we need help with the younger kids too. And it might just be simply crashing the nursery and having a good time going out on the playground. But you know, obviously we could use an adult or two to help supervise that. And it doesn't have to be our children's teachers and things like that. So if you're interested in helping with that, come talk to me, come talk to my mom. Um, She kind of helps write the nursery side of schedule things just to keep that organized. But Please let us know. I mean, these are neat opportunities just to hang with the kids and have fun. You don't have to prepare a lesson. You don't have to prepare a special thing. Um, And just just get a chance to get around these young ones because God's going to be doing some neat things with these young ones. And I encourage you not to miss out. Nobody's going to peel me out of these events because I want to be a part of what God's doing. So Pastor is not with us this morning. Don't worry, he's not gone. He didn't kick the bucket and go home and be with Jesus. But he did have... (laughs) <laughs> he did have a kidney stone. Lucky him. Those of you who have experienced that know that that's not a very pleasant experience. And he did have a short stay in the hospital. They went in, went in and did a little minor surgery and took care of that. So he's at home resting this morning. He was pretty gung-ho thinking he was going to be here. But uh, again, those of you who have been through that know that that's not going to happen. So he's at home resting. But Um, Go ahead and stand up with me. Let's take this opportunity to pray for him this morning and lift him up. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for our spiritual father here at Harvest Church. Lord, we thank you that no weapon formed against him shall prosper. No evil shall come near him, nor shall any plague come near his dwelling. So, Father God, we just thank you for your word that says, By the stripes of Jesus Christ, he has been made whole. So sickness and disease has no place in his life. Those kidney stones have no place in his life. And so I thank you, Lord, for the hand of God moving in his life. And, and Lord, a full, immediate recovery in Jesus' mighty name. The other kidney stone that's still hanging there, Father, we call it gone, eradicated by the word and the will of God this day. And, Lord, we just thank you that the pain shall go, and he shall be whole and healthy and back preaching the word of God, A-S-A-P, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay, how many fathers do we have this morning? Actually, everybody go ahead and sit back down. Fathers, stay standing. We'll take a moment and honor the fathers. I want to pray for you guys this morning. Father, we thank you for these fathers here. I thank you, Lord God, for the men of God in this room that have chosen to serve you, to follow you, and to honor you this day, Father God. Lord, I pray that your wisdom be upon them on how to father like you, Father, Lord God, how to be an example of a true father in this day and age, Father God. So Lord, let your wisdom reign upon them, let your grace reign upon them, and your mercy to reign upon them this day, Father God. And Lord, just bless them this day as we celebrate Father's Day. Now, if you're able to, I want to, to take a moment and let's honor our Father. So as men, as fathers, if you're able to, I'm going to ask you to take a knee. If not, just have a seat in your seat. But let's, let's honor our Father today. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for being the one true Father. We thank you, Lord, that though we were lost in darkness, you have adopted us. And pulled us into the kingdom of light. And you have shown us what a true father is. Lord, we have fallen short. But by your grace, we can continue to come into your throne room every day. And be a blessing to you. And so, Heavenly Father, we honor you today. We bow before you as men of God to honor you, the one true father in this place we worship you we praise you and we honor you this day in Jesus mighty name amen amen
1: Um, so I'm just going to share with you um, what the spirit put on my heart the other morning And he said, the father desires intimacy and that if you would be in the secret place, he will keep you from getting off track. I believe in my heart, he wants to make today personal and he wants you to worship the father face to face. So let's just enter in. Um, I just know that's his heart. Um, We're going to worship our father face to face. Just breathe in his fragrance. Oh, just breathe in his fragrance. Oh, his love is better.
2: ありがとうございます<音楽><音楽> Oh,
1: we praise you. We praise you. Oh, we praise you. In the beauty
2: of Your holiness.
3: Today, in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you are our loving Heavenly Father. We thank you that you are the God that protects us and keeps us. We thank you that you gave us Jesus and your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord God, that you're just a good, good Father. And we worship you today. We worship you today, Father God praise Jesus. We give you praise and glory and honor. Just take another minute and sit on your father's lap. I hope you all had a father as good as mine. My dad was a big Boastrous, energetic guy but there was nothing better than sitting in his lap with his arms around me I was always safe and if you didn't have that kind of father then you need to get to know your heavenly father because he's our daddy God and you do that by, by just spending time with him thank you father we thank you lord god for your goodness to this people to each one of us individually we magnify you we glorify you today in jesus name you may be seated Our worship has taken kind of a different direction. But you know, the times that I sat on the porch with my dad and we didn't say anything were the times we really got to know one another. And so we can't be afraid of that. So, we'll receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Realize that he is a good, good father that he desires that you prosper and be in health, even as your souls prosper. If you need an offering envelope, raise your hand. They will get you one. You can, uh, if you've not filled one out, fill it out correctly so that we can get your address and all that stuff if you so desire. So... um, We'll just let me pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for that you desire to bless this people, spirit, soul, body, financially, Father God. So as we give today, we thank you that it'll be given back to us, good measure, pressed down, shaken over, Father God, that you are the God that supplies all of our need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Ushers, you can go ahead and receive that. While they're doing that, let me give you a couple other quick announcements. Um, We have some things coming up besides the fun club and Wednesday night. In August, on August 20th is our Jesus Day. And that is a day, it's like a one-day, all-compacted vacation Bible school. It's a big event for the kids it's uh, something we want you to in, them to invite their friends for. It has an evangelistic purpose. We want to get kids saved. We want to get kids excited. We want to build relationships. And so we encourage that. Uh, you'll, we'll have more information on that, but that will be August 20th. Also in September, I think it's the 24th, is uh, we used to host... Uh, what was called Night to Shine. It was a Tim Tebow event. It was like a big prom party just to bless people with special needs. Well, they haven't been able to have that in the last few years, so we are going to have our own We're going to call it homecoming, and it will be in September. So we'll be getting the information out for that shortly also. So you might want to work, mention, uh, mark that down on your calendars. There are no Patriots United meetings in June, but they do have some booths rented at the fair and at the Madison County Fair and the Stanton Fair, so... Um, they're going to need people to man that. So you may um, want to be interested in helping with those things. Okay, if you have your Bibles, open to Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. So yesterday, I was in the hospital most of the day with Mike. They just did the procedure and then waited for him to be able to come home. And he came home and he was just, adamant he was coming to church today and he had a message prepared and and so about I didn't think it was going to happen but he thought so so anyway so any I hadn't have a didn't have a lot of time to prepare for this morning and I yesterday I just didn't have much unction I was just kind of at peace sometimes we just need to learn to go with the flow and i had i took some time last night and wrote some things down and none of them seemed like the right thing but i wrote them down just in case but this morning i was thinking about this portion of scripture in Joshua so we're going to go over that quickly and most of you know i'm sure you've read these accounts and these stories but we'll go over them And um, we can't read the whole thing. You can go study that out on your own, but we'll go over some high points. So in Joshua chapter one, Moses had died and they had been, you know, obviously wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And so now the leadership shifted to Joshua and in verse six, we all know this, it talks about, he tells Joshua over and over and over again, be strong and of good courage be strong. And by the way, that's going to be our theme. Maybe don't tell the kids. That will be our theme for Jesus Day this year. Courageous. Being courageous and having courage. So be strong and good courage. And he tells him this over and over. And you have to realize where they came from. They had been in the wilderness just wandering around aimlessly pretty much for 40 years. Because nobody had the oomph to go in. And perhaps God would have let them go in, but until they were ready and prepared, it wasn't going to happen. So he goes through this and he says in verse 7, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you, do not turn from it. To the right hand or to the left that you may prosper or have success wherever you go. In other words, we need to stay on target. We talked about that a little bit Wednesday night. We don't want to get into the ditch on the right or the ditch on the left. We want to stay on target with God. And he said, that's what he's telling him here. And he says, this book of the law, here's how to do that. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you will meditate in it day and night. If you want to know how to stay on track with God, keep the word of God first and foremost in your life. Study it, read it, meditate it day and night to do and then do it. Do according to what is written in it for then you will have Uh, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Now I know there's elements of people and I see this, people are getting a little frustrated over the political environment in the nation and what's going on around the world and all these different things and the gas prices and, And the elections coming up and and what's going on, but really we're in no different position than they were. We've just been wandering around for the last 40 years and now we're about ready to go in and God's just telling us it's okay, I got this, but you got to be strong and of good courage and do what I tell you to do. So Jesus commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourselves for within three days you will cross over or proceed this Jordan and go in and possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to, to possess. So he's telling us three things. He's telling us to prepare, to proceed, and possess. Now I listened to a short Mario Murillo podcast this week and at first I thought he had just made it but the more I listened to it I think he made it uh, this podcast two years ago and it was so applicable for for right now and he was talking about preparing and possess uh, proceeding and possessing and he was so because he was talking about being prepared and back then of course we had the toilet paper shortages And he was talking about, yeah, get yourself some toilet paper, prepare in the natural. But more than that, we need to prepare ourselves spiritually. And the one thing he emphasized is don't panic. Because if the Lord our God is with us, that's basically what he's telling Joshua. Don't panic, man. Just get yourself ready. Get yourself prepared. Prepare the people. And when it's time we'll do this thing. So, we need to prepare. There is always a time of preparation and 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 we're in that season right now. And I could never understand in the year or two after COVID, people would just sit around with their masks on in front of TVs and listen to bad news and and then they were couldn't figure out why they were so full of fear. But we need to when it talks about prepare, it's talking yeah, we can prepare in the natural but we also need to prepare spiritually. And so how do we do that? By studying the word of God, meditating the word of God, fellowshipping with one another, encouraging one another, preparing ourselves for what's ahead. And so that we're ready to move forward. So we, one way to prepare is to spend time with God to hear what God's saying. You know, take time to be still. And listen, I just, right now, just even with our worship, just being still... Now, I had talked to Mike. We, I was going to tell this story on him another time, but he said it was all right. So even though he isn't here, it would be good if he's here, but we'll take advantage of him not being here, and I can tell. Anyway, this is baseball season. You know I love baseball. And so sometimes the announcers annoy me. So if I have annoying announcers on, I just turn the volume off and watch the game. But sometimes, say, if John Smoltz is announcing, because he's the best there is, because he explains the game, so I'll listen to him. Mike doesn't like baseball quite as much as I do, but he's gotten used to it. So he'll come in and sit down and watch with me occasionally, and it just irritates him when I don't have the volume on. Well, I want to listen. What are they saying? Well... They, they're talking about the haircuts of the players, and I don't care. So we're turning the volume down. But sometimes when we have good announcers, and they're really announcing the game and explaining what's going on, I'll have the volume up, and he'll come in, and inevitably, inevit- Mike can confirm this. A play happens that you don't quite understand what happened, or the umpire makes a call, and you don't understand what the call was, And right as the announcer is ready to make the explanation, every time, every time, he'll say to me, so explain to me what's going on right now. And I missed the whole explanation of the announcer. And so every time, inevitably, I will look at him and say, you know, I just missed the explanation because you were talking. And regardless, he does it time after time after time. But, you know, that's like us so much with God. We go to God. Oh, Father God, speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. I worship you, your God. But then when it comes time to listening, we're just talking to somebody else and trying to, basically what we're doing is like trying to figure it out on our own. And sometimes we just can't do that. We just need to be still. And, you know, just just a little practical hint. A lot of times I've really tried to, um, I'm a mind racer. My mind just kind of goes all the time. And I've really had to work at just sitting and being still and trying to get quiet. And you say, well, then does God, you know, usually when I get really still and quiet isn't when God speaks to me. It's just like that was the cleansing process, and then I'll get up and I'll be doing something, and then suddenly, then that's when there's a lot of people. And I think so many times we sit there and we say, well, I don't get nothing. Well, I No, it's just... We, we're just endeavoring to get our hearts and our focus back on God. So when you're still and take time, it's good to take time to listen, but don't get up and then walk away and never think about God for the next. Because a lot of times, you know, Michael talk about he'll sit out here and he'll pray and study the word and doesn't really get anything specifically from God. And he gets in the truck and he says, for some reason, when I come down Channel Road, I'll get something from God. So just take time and, and, and pay attention to what God's speaking to your heart. Realize you are a spirit. When you're born again, it is your spirit man that is reborn. And Jesus lives there. So he speaks to us. Usually it comes up out of here. It's not out of here. We have a soul. People talk too much about the saving of our soul. When we're born again, it's our spirit man that is born again. Our soul is our mind, will, and emotion, and our soul is saved by the renewing of our mind by the Word of God, the washing of the water of the word and that is a continual process so if you are bald when you get born again you 're still going to be before you 're born again you 're still going to be bald afterwards if your hair is brown before you 're Born again, it's going to still be brown after you're born again. Those things don't change. It's your spirit man that changes. And we need to be aware of that spirit man. That spirit man needs to take the lead. Anyway, that's a sidetrack. So, in Joshua, he's telling him to prepare and proceed and possess. And then he goes on. And so Joshua sends the spies into Jericho and spies out the land. And when they're there they meet a woman that's a harlot, and her name is Rahab. And of all the people, she's the one that's spiritually sensitive, and she's the one that has faith that God's going to do something, and she realizes something's going down. And so God gives the directive of, you know, marching around the walls of Jericho. And here's another sidetrack on that. You hear that story all the time, how... God, they sent and they marched quietly, quietly around the wall seven, six times, and on the seventh time, they blew the horn. And then the walls fell in and the whole thing. Well, people, a few, a couple months ago, I had a woman come up to me and, of course, we were talk, had been talking about the school system and it being kind of messed up, and she said, "I think we need to maybe get a bunch of people and go march around the school." We tend to make doctrines out of one thing, and that's one, something you have to be careful. God told Joshua specifically to do this, and he was obedient. Just because it happened once, that's not our end-all answer, and you know, so we need to be careful that we rightly discern the word of God. He puts that in there for an example. Yes, he can do that, but that is not the answer to everything. That's why we be still and listen so we know what we're supposed to do now and in this season. So anyway, so Rahab realizes what's going on, and in chapter 2, verse 11, she becomes the negotiator. She is the intercessor for her family. And it says, and as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. This is her speaking. Neither did there remain any more courage in any one of us because for the Lord your God, he is the God of heaven above and beneath. Now, therefore, she's talking to the spies. I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness. So she helped them out that you will also show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token. And they, and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters for all that we have and deliver our lives from death. So the men answered her, our lives for yours. If, if none of you tell us this business of ours. In other words, so they, she had hid them because they were the people, the leaders of Jericho were going to come after these guys and get rid of them. But she hid them, kept them safe. And then, and then, uh, they came to her, and she was going to let them down by a rope. But she negotiated with them that they would have mercy on her since she helped them. And so the men answered her, and he said, they said, our lives are yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, if your family doesn't leak this out, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. So then she let them down by a rope through the window. So if you understand and go through this, her house was on the top of the wall that went around Jericho, and she had a window that faced outside. And she hid these spies so that the rulers of the leaders of the city couldn't come and and kill them or do whatever they were going to do. And so then she gets them on a rope, and she lowers them down through this window. And so many times we don't stop and think about that, what kind of faith, what kind of courage it took for a harlot to take these guys that they were going to kill and put them on a rope and lower them because they were looking for them. And she had to hang on to that rope all the way till they got to the ground. And sometimes we don't stop and think about that. We think about the suddenlies of God. We think about when the trumpet blew and the walls fell down and suddenly God moved. Suddenly God moved on the day of Pentecost. But how many days were the in the upper room before that suddenly came? And we too easily get discouraged and want to cave in and want to go make something happen on our own. And we need to stop and think about her. So it said in verse 15, then she let them down by a rope through the window for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall and she said to them, get to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward you may go your way. So the men said to her, we will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have which we have made us swear. Unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which they let us down. So they said, okay, you've made good by us. Once we get down and we're gone and then we come back to the city, hang the scarlet rope out your window so we know where you and your family are and you can be saved. So you've got to realize through this whole process just what must be going on in Rahab's mind in her family's mind. And and the most difficult thing of all is probably keeping your mouth shut and not saying anything to anyone. If you're you know aware, I know Justin knows this, so a guy in Norfolk, Jordan Heiderman, has was on the ultimate fighter and he did these fights back in April, then he got sent home for six weeks. And if he told anybody what happened, he was up, what, it was a huge fine, twenty twenty five million million if he told. And and I know Caleb went, when Caleb was here, he went with him and and did, you know how hard that would have had to have been not to say anything? And so they're going through all these things. And you got to try to keep the family quiet, and you try to got and overcome your fear, and, and the whole thing. And we, so we think so many times what we're going through is just, well, this is terrible. We can't do this. But that's one reason God put these things in the Word of God so we understand we're not alone. But then we realize that God always provides and takes care if you lean on Him. So this the. The spies dealt with her accordingly. They kept their word. They saved her and her family. They came back and got them out before the whole thing was destroyed. And so we need to realize, no matter what's going on around us in this nation, in you know, the whole thing that's going on, if we stay with God and if we honor his word and follow his instructions, stay close to God, listen to him, he'll deliver us. We're in a position, and there's, you know, so we, we need to prepare and not panic, both spiritually and physically. You know, there's things going on with food shortages, and they say it's going to get worse before it gets better, and gash, and all those things. It doesn't hurt to make some preparations in the natural. Have some things planned ahead, and, and in the thought process of being able to help other people. So we need to plan ahead, prepare, but prepare spiritually. Take extra time to spend with your Heavenly Father and in the Word of God. Hear from God. Develop a relationship and learn to understand the character of God. You know, of all days, Father's Day. We need to learn the the character of God. And and years ago, um, there was a big tsunami over, was it at Thailand or whatever, And we knew this guy that immediately got over, got on a plane, wanted help, goes over, and whatever he's going to do, I don't know. He comes back, and Mike says, well, what did you do when you were over there? He said, well, I handed out some water. And Mike, did you pray for anybody? Did you leave anybody? He says, well, no, I ran across this guy that he was sick, but I didn't know if I should pray for him because I didn't know if it was God's will to heal him or not. If you don't know it's God's will to heal somebody or not, maybe you should look at the whole entirety of the Word of God. You know, let's look at Galatians and we'll kind of sum it up here. Galatians chapter 3. There are scriptures and then there are keynote scriptures. And I think Galatians is one of the keynote scriptures. In Galatians chapter 3. Verse 13, well, let's look at verse 11. It says, the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. So if if you're not born again, basically, you're just on your own. You're living under the law. But once you're born again, you're no longer under the law. You're under grace. Grace. And it says in verse 13, this is such a key scripture. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. If you understand the word of God, really simply, the curse of the law enveloped three things. Eternal death, sickness, disease, poverty, lack, want. Want. And it tells us right here, he redeemed us for those, from those things. So salvation, yes, the most important thing is that you get born again. You become a child of God. When you die, you are going to live eternally in heaven with the Father. That's number one. But while you're on earth, it also applies. And salvation entails more than just going to heaven when you die. It entails provision for healing. You know, he took the stripes on his back. That By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And here again, we need to stay in balance. You know, wonderful, when, when we can pray for people and they're healed instantly, that is a wonderful thing. But you can also go to the hospital, go to the doctor, and, and let them do procedures or whatever it takes. And what, when people get off is they want all miracle or all doctor. Here again, we need to be in the middle. Yes, he can do he can do miracles, but yes, he can use the hands of men to make provision, and we are healed. And sometimes it's quick, and sometimes it's a process. So stay in the middle on that. Don't get in one ditch or the other. So the blessed that the blessing. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. So that should answer the question. It is God's will. To heal, to have you healthy, to have you whole, and you can feel equipped to pray for people. Whether they're born again or not, he still loves people and he wants them healed. A lot of times, healing, it talks about healing is the children's bread. You know, the reason I love my dad so much is because he took such good care of me. And we need to have that understanding. God is a good God. And he is going to take care of us. He is not going to make you sick. That's the enemy. But he is going to provide healing and avenues for us to be healed. And it says, so Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. So once we have Jesus in our heart... All these provisions have been made, and we have to just receive them by faith, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So we need to understand that, that principle right there. He has come, Jesus came and made provision for our healing. He made provision for our prosperity. He will give you wisdom on how to prosper during tough times. He will open avenues and doors. Our Heavenly Father will always take care of us, but we have to live by faith and we have to recognize. But that is the one thing why we need to make sure we take time to spend with him. So we need to prepare, not panic, both spiritually and physically, and we need to press into God. In Philippians 3.14, it says, I press in for that of that for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me. So sometimes it's hard. When you've grown up in a in a world that thinks sickness and disease and thinks poverty, lack, and debt, or you've had a bad father and don't understand the love of a good father, you need to, to learn to press in, find out what Jesus provided for you, and press into that. And then the third thing is we need to learn to rest in God. And I just... You know, there's so much going on, but I believe, you know, God just wants us to be able to rest in him. You know, I understand, you know, some people, there was a guy in town, he went on, one year he went 13 cruises. That, that's beyond the point. Resting in God. There's times you need to do things that are fun and relax and get away from the pressure and the stress. And But resting in God is just getting his word, Following after his spirit what's in your heart, and just casting your care upon him and realize that he he will take care of it, there was a woman years and years ago when we were first in Norfolk, and she ministered and One of the things she said, and it was just it stayed with me for all these years. she said, after you've gone through a battle and you are going to go through battles daily or seasonally or whatever. Take time to look at something pretty. So, if something pretty to you is Diane, it's flowers or ducks or or guys. If it's motorcycles or or guns or whatever is, take time because God wants to restore your soul. That's one reason we, you know, He had, He provided the Sabbath, and He tells us take some time and just. Relax. You don't have to be constantly in this. I'm gonna make it mode. I'm gonna make it mode. I'm gonna make it mode. You know, last night during the night, Mike was having a little trouble. Well, one of the problems. Well, I'll get all of his secrets because his kidneys got a little backed up. Then he gets home and he has to go constantly <laughs> every five minutes, and so he is. Zach came over and he tried to encourage him because Zach has had kidney stones. So in the middle of the night, he gets me up and he says, oh, my gosh, I can't go. <laughs> I said, maybe you've gone all there is to go. <laughs> and you're, and, and, but we are like that spiritually sometimes. It's like we get so mm, mm, mm. sometimes we just need to realize we don't have to go. We have to just sit and rest. And it all worked out. I'll assure you, it all worked out fine. So what I want to encourage you today is take time to spend with your Heavenly Father. What a wonderful day to think about that. Spend time with your your natural father, you know. Fathers, take time to be with your, your kids. There's nothing more that your kids really need than time with you. They don't need stuff nearly as much As they need time with you. And they desire, you know, your Heavenly Father desires you to take time to spend with Him. So, we'll just end that today. I just want to encourage you to take time and have your soul restored by our Heavenly Father because He loves you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you. It is your day and we honor you. We thank you for the men before us, Father, the fathers. We thank you for your grace upon them to be fathers like you, strong, courageous, full of faith, looking out for the good of their families. We thank you, Father. That is such a need in our world today. Lord God, empower and anoint the men of God to be men of God and fathers after you. So, Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this time together. We thank you, Father God, that we will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And, Father, one more thing. We really need rain. And your word says you would supply all of our need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So we come together in agreement, and we're asking for rain, sufficient, abundant rain soon in Norfolk and the whole surrounding area, everybody that needs it. We thank you for it, and we call forth the rain. We speak to the skies, and we say, rain come in Jesus' name. Thank you. Be blessed. Anything else? Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, Fun Club, and whatever. We'll see what happens when we get here.